before it's time. Come on. <laughs> you're like 98 years old. I'll hold your mic then, but not until then. Uh, that's not all you're going to hold. So <laughs> I don't think that'll be a problem, even when you're 98. Probably not. Knowing fucking me, I'm probably going to get very... Yeah. You're like this. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your 98-year-old erection right okay, now. Okay, good. Okay. Um, listen. Hope you have any deal with it then. Let's not bring it on earlier than we need to. Okay, come on. Here's the thing. It's going to scare me. Anyway, what? Um, when we do Uber, and I put you in an Uber car. At like handcuffed? What just, do you mean when you put me in just, an Uber just car? Just follow me on this, okay? Okay. When I put you in an Uber car at 5 o'clock in the morning with a guy who's possibly an ex-convict and possibly drunk, and we've both talked. Okay. Just and we both have talked about it for a second. Like, is this going to be safe? Is this going to be safe? Okay. All right. I think we'll be all right. You just, just text me. You know, keep your. And I say to you, keep your phone on. Okay. And you well, get in the Uber car. But wait, first before you say that, can we just have a moment for a sec? Yes. It's dark out. It's five fifteen in the morning. I need an Uber to the airport. I'm in a small town. The guy pulls up and almost looks a little like he's walking, but a little sideways to get my bag. A slight wobble, a slight. And I'm like drunken bar kind of wobble, like coming out of a bar. Drunk. And what do you do? Like it's 515 in the morning. Like, I don't know where another Uber driver is. And it's super awkward. There's not many cars. And you can't be like, what do you be like? Are you drunk? Because they're going to say no. No you what. can't go, oh, you know what? Never mind. As I'm standing there with my suitcases. What do you mean, never mind? Right. Like, there's no social way right. out never of it. Mind. But at the same time, you go, social awkwardness is more important than, like, fucking right. dying in a drunk Never mind. Car why? Oh, I suspect you're drunk. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, like, be- why? Because you wobbled. Oh, my okay, God. My flight's knees. not till noon. I totally made a mistake. <laughs> what do you do? I get to get more sleep now. Never mind. Bye. I mean, that's what I could do. Be like, oh, my God. Wait yeah. a minute. I just realized my flight's not till. I could have just done that. Right. But in the moment, my mind at 5 a.m. on three hours of sleep, I was not. No. And so I'm at the patio of the balcony, the balcony yeah, the of, hotel. Of, of the hotel looking down on you. And I talked to you so he would know that you have there's like, a man there's in a man the in your life. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, uh, in your robe. Yeah, in my robe. <laughs> Let me know when you get there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then and, I'm like, and oh, it, and then I texted you as the guy was loading up the car. I'm like, 
he might is he drunk? I think, he, he's drunk? I think he might be drunk. Right. And then you checked him out and said, seems like he's probably fine. All right. And then he did the like, hey man, yeah, I'll get her there safe and sound. Right? Which right. always is like the thing. That was like say. a brother to brother kind of like man to man thing. Which right? I don't even want to hear. I just want to hear, of course, sir, everything good. I don't want to hear like it's all good from here. Like I never right, like those kind of. Because he was like he was overcompensating because maybe he was drunk. Because maybe he was drunk. So Jenna gets in the Uber car, and then what does Jenna do? She goes on radio silence for a half hour drive to the airport. One half hour of not answering a phone call or a text, where I was just trying to keep my heart rate under one fifty. <laughs> I didn't know if I could call Uber International and get them to page the driver. You had done it on your phone, so I didn't have the call driver. I had no way of reaching you for a half hour. No way of reaching you for a half hour. I can understand why that would have been fucked up. I would have hated you if you had done that to me. I called 10 times, texted 25 times, and I kept all the calls, the texts. I didn't have panic. Because I didn't want to pan. I just was like, hey, give me a call. Hey, how's it going? Were you in your head wondering if the paramedics were going to see your texts on my phone? <laughs> well, I Thinking was more. Thinking that something had happened? I was more worried like True Detective season one where it was like in the <laughs> woods with a body. And it was like, like the guy was doing witchcraft ritualistics on your body. Like oh. I was like, what's happening? Because he totally had the serial killer eyes. Yeah. Short cropped hair. And he was all like, kind of like glazy. And was like, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it from here. And so he was a little backwoods, little backwoods guy. And you fucking went on radio science for a half hour. You can't do that to your husband. I'm so sorry. Do okay. you know what happened? This Tell is me. what happens Here's with what people happened. with mere strangers. And I love it because it just I love humanity. I love humanity in all its forms. I just find humanity fascinating. What people tend to do with me, I guess, because I'm not on the podcast, but in normal life, I am a good listener. Mostly you're a sweetheart. People can tell. People just open up and start telling me their life story. Yep. That's what happened. So you got engaged, engaged He's in a He's talking life. about his kid, his, his son's education dilemma, his marriage. Like, he just started talking. And I was glad he was talking because, I mean, normally I don't want to hear an Uber driver's life story at five in the morning. <laughs> but since I was concerned that perhaps he was intoxicated, I knew that if he was talking about something that was very real to him, it would keep him focused and alert and not like dozing off into the totally high, into and the going lane. off into his like possible drunken. I get zone. it. So you were staying so focused. You forgot that my husband may want to reach out to me or text yeah. me in this half hour well, drive. To the and airport. you were, you had texted me in the first five minutes of driving yeah. and I responded to you, Yeah, but you were continuing and it was going ding. Ding. You heard it ding? No, no. The first couple that I did respond to okay. when I first pulled away. Yes. But he had started talking and did then you it put would, it on silent? I put it on silent because because <laughs> he was talking about super personal stuff and it was going ding, ding, ding. And I felt like oh rude to him okay. to have my phone. Like I'm texting in the back okay. like while he's opening up to me. I about see his your son, point of view about it. Child. I see your point of view. I, I do agree that it was scary for me, but I agree that for you trying to keep him focused, the ding ding wasn't helping. Yeah. The last thing but you want is serial killer insulted. You don't want to insult a drunk serial killer, serial killer on the way. No, I was just to trying to keep the airport him focused. Yeah. 
and driving I get it. in the lane like and not keep, swerving or going If I keep the guy the talking, I don't, don't want to get into like yeah. a, you know. Okay, you're off the hook. I didn't know that. That's what I was doing. You're but off the hook. I should have looked at my phone. Because I could have, from the back seat, responded to you. And you also knew, like, ding, ding, ding means my husband is re... No one else is dinging you at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but it's your fucking also, husband. it could be a little, like, Bodie Elfman dinging you too many times. <laughs> fucker. <laughs> you fucker. You set me up on that one. If I, if I didn't get, like, drunk serial killer Uber, possibly, I would have just stayed asleep. I know. I was tired. Well, I didn't set you up. It's not like I picked him. Please send, you know, drunken Uber serial killer. Like, remember when we went to um, France and we yes, and we got that out was of for real. That though. was real. And we got to the airport in France. We had all of our bags. We get all of our bags into a a driver. It was a limo or a taxi? I don't even remember. It was a taxi. I don't remember. I don't and remember. he was he was shit blotto shit faced blotto French guy shit faced. Like I mean, not, not even, not doubtful. Slurring, you can smell the alcohol. And and why, we got in the stupid fucking car We got in the car. Because we were like American tourists with our bags and didn't, and felt awkward of what to do. Like, yeah, we, we didn't want to like No, offend. you're drunk. Like, hey, come on, you're fucked up. Huh? Go fuck off. Hey, come on. Like we, yeah. we, so. He was no joke drunk. But then if I recall, didn't we finally pull over? No, we thought about it many times. We were like, let's just have him pull over here. Let's just have him pull over here. He was oh, did we, swerving. Like, did it we, was bad. It was really bad. And then we were just holding on for dear life, like putting our own like mental beams on we were, staying straight. And he we got us to the hotel. Him. And yeah. once he got us there, because yes. you thought that if he you pointed it out, he would go nuts on you. Oh, right. Oh, because we had talked about it in the back. He's like, what do I say? If he's drunk, he's going to free. If I... If I tell it to him, it's going to miss his guilt. He's going to get all fucked up right, and freak and out. Right, and we did the same thing of engaging him in yeah. conversation to keep him focused. Yeah, and he was just like, eh, you know, come on. And slurring. Because we also were like, you know, you're you're always hoping the person's not shit-faced while they're driving. This one was, was so, no doubt about but it. But we kept asking him questions also to like, confirm like maybe he'll talk in a way that shows actually he's not and maybe he, he just has like you a, could smell the the wine yeah it was uh, and so we got it to the hotel and we were like oh yeah phew and like, then oh you God. said something to him i don't yeah. remember what it was i can but i confronted him said something i confronted him on it and what do you remember what he said he got defensive and then he apologized and apologized. And then I... And then I, he made you not pay, right? He didn't make you pay or something? Right. And then I think I called the company. You said, man, I'm not going to pay you. I'm glad we got here safe, but yeah. I know you're drunk and I'm not paying you yeah, for that. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. We've had some good rides in our life. Jeez. I had one once. Ding! Uh, I went to <laughs> Woodstock back in like 99 and was... Um, oh, yeah. It was like Woodstock, thousands and thousands of people. And I went on stage to introduce the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Yeah. And I was filming Keeping the Faith at the time and flew up just enough time to, you know, intro mm -hmm. the band and then basically had to get on another flight yeah. and go back so that I could f continue filming. And the flight, there was something happened. It was canceled. Yeah. And there was no other flights back to Manhattan. Yeah. And I was like, I had to be on set at 5 a.m. the next day. Fuck. And I was like... Um, uh, and I was with my assistant at the time and we were like, what, the, what do we do? And we went, because there was no flights, like none, not on any airline anywhere. We couldn't find anything. And we kind of remember this. We went, oh, across the street, there's a private plane airport, right. like a small airport. 
And we were like, let's go see if we can find someone who's flying to Manhattan and hop that's on their amazing. plane. That's amazing. But to get there, you couldn't like, it wasn't an easy walk. You had to get in a cab and like do a whole drive. Right. right. Literally, it was one block over, but there was no straight line. Yeah. We get in and the guy was like, I don't even know what he was on. It was like, he was on Coke and alcohol, perhaps. He was like super manic, but yet driving all over the place. And we're like, okay, well, we only have to go from here to there. But it was a highway with yeah. other cars. And we were like total white knuckle drive for five minutes, but it was the most intense yeah. five minutes where it feels like an hour. Right. So we got there and then we went to the desk. We're like, do you have any, is there anyone flying to Manhattan? We can hop on their plane. And they're like, no. And we're like, um, and right then these two pilots were walking in from the tarmac and they overheard us. And I don't know, we were both tall, cute, blondie girls. And I don't know if they were just thought we were cute or something, but they were like, we'll fly you. Amazing. And it wasn't our plane. It wasn't, I don't even know what configuration there of was what probably rules. 50 kilos of cocaine and, and heroin in the back <laughs> of that plane. They, we got a flight and they only charged us the gas. Amazing. How much was the gas? I don't know. It was like Thousand? several, no, it was like several oh, hundred dollars or amazing. something. Like, and we had a private plane ride That's to amazing. Manhattan. It was really like a fun adventure. It was really cool. It was like some a total memory, and we like made it happen. We were like, "Is there any way? Is there anyone? Is is there a plane? We'll pay. We don't care. We have to get back to Manhattan." Right. So that was really cool. Have you ever had? I I knew a guy that was uh, a director, in acting class, and he became a director, and he was an asshole, an absolute asshole, and he mistreated women. And was a complete schmuck. And then he got out of the business entirely and became a pilot for an airlines. And I kept, I always wondered if I ever got on an airplane and that guy was the pilot, would I just get off? Right. Because I was thinking in my head, that, I mean, this guy was an asshole. Dishonest, conniving, philanderer, mistreated oh. women, just a fucker. He's one of those charming types. Oh my God. And then he became a pilot. And I was, I think for a mirror, I don't want to say it because I actually don't know. Okay, maybe don't know. It, it was probably for funky, funky jets, for funky jet airline. For Funky Jet Airline. I don't fly those Funky Jet Airlines, by right. the way. Those no, I, small ones no, it was that a major, you like, never heard of? I know. It was a major airline. Wow. But, but I'm going to call it Funky Jet Airline. <laughs> and I was like, what would I do if I ever got on a plane? And there he is. Like, he'd be like, hey, Bodie. And I'd be like, you're an asshole. <laughs> I want my fucking money back. I'm not getting on a plane with an asshole pilot. But usually with assholes like that, they're not the suicidal types. They're the ones that want to kill other people, but not oh, themselves. he isn't... He's, he's too isn't suicidal. Himself, yeah, he's himself. not that guy. I just was like, I didn't want to have some bad karma flight with a guy like mm. bird strikes. <laughs> it's a fucking right, bird right. crashes in the fucking Potomac. I right. didn't want that to happen because mm-hmm. he's an asshole. And, and with the karma of his life, I imagine his life is not going to go very well. Right. So that's what I was worried about. Yeah, that, that tends to happen Yeah, sometimes with people who have bad karma. <laughs> Often times with people who <laughs> have bad karma. Don't want to be dramatic here, but, but it's true. But people with bad karma have bad lives. Um, yeah. honey, I yeah. had an epiphany recently. I'm yeah. just changing the subject. Yeah, tell me about it, sweetheart. But you're I feel like something's coming. I'm getting stroked, so some so I'm about to get the anal <laughs> the, the anal search. Okay. Um Do you know what I realized? You know what? I need a wife. Oh my god, you're right. Tell me okay. I need a wife. Yeah. Wives need wives. Not for sex, but like I need a wife. For the other parts. For like life. To like listen to you and take care of you. Yeah, and like help me. Yeah. You need a wife. I need a wife. I need a BFF household 
I need a village. I need my, I need a female, you know, like in a village, the women are just always together talking shit and taking care of the babies yeah. and cooking. <laughs> I'll send to the other village and order in from the women who know how to cook. Um, hey, ladies, send some my way and I'll send my husband to you in exchange. This is an amazing theory you're marking down right now. No. So guess what? I'm really into this. I'm, there's a side of me that's very much You're considering You're not going to benefit from it. Oh. I'm not hiring a whore. Not a whore. A wife. For me. Yeah. Not for you. For To help you with all your tasks. Not, not sexual. But that's a burden for you too sometimes, so why not give her the whole thing? Huh. Why, why cut no, that you're off? You're not going to benefit from this one. This is for me. So, okay. Moi. Okay. M-O-I. Tell me how this works. Moi. Tell me how this works. Well, so I'm reading in a fashion magazine. And there was an article mm-hmm. that there's these tribes in Tan. I think it was Tanzania. Is it Tanzania? No, Tanzania. It is Tanzania. Tanzania. <laughs> I suddenly had a brain fart. I was like, um, <laughs> they have wives. So, so there's this one tribe where if they are a widow, yeah, um, or their husband leaves them or something, yeah, they lose all rights or if they're a widow they lose all rights to the land oh yeah their properties and all that they lose everything okay yeah but if they're married yeah they get to keep the land so then you have a woman with children who's a mm. widow she lose all all she loses all rights to her land and it goes to like the other man relative right so they found a way around this so they found a way around it where they marry another woman wow it's non-sexual that woman's allowed to have boyfriends and do her thing, uh-huh. but they're married and they have this companionship and they have, they're a, com- they're, it's a companionship This for is the most family. fantastic thing I've ever heard. I mean, I don't want to be a widow, but I, I want you to stick around. <laughs> the other way is to just have me killed. That's the other way of having it. <laughs> no, because I like you and I like having you around. I think you're valuable. Okay. But, um. <laughs> okay, so I don't have to put that in there. You have value. Okay, good. So there's some value there. Um, but I need a wife. And I was like, that's a brilliant idea. And I was reading about it and they have this companionship and they help take care of the kids and they cook and they make the house or tent or teepee or whatever together. And um, they've got land and they're a little unit. That's so fucking smart. The only reason women even, because men are so useless in this time, like just hear no, me out. are not useless. But it seems like we, we are because women can all do the same things and there's no... no we can't. You, I'm, you solve problems like a maniac. That's I true. love your problem solving ability. I'm problem ability. solving. But in this time and age where I no longer need to go out and bring down a caribou. Sure. Okay? Uh-huh. Where the tasks of living aren't building a the house fire and, and uh, t- uh, protecting you from a grizzly bear. Right. There is a role of a man that's changing. Mm-hmm. And I think women right now, women kept men in the early times for protection. Mm-hmm. It helped. It was a smart thing for a woman to do. As she raised her family, she needed protection. The only reason women have men now, I think, is to just keep that dick on the shelf so they're not whores. Mm. Like, like a no, woman. But you're like not a saying wo- we're prone to being whores. No, I'm just saying that. We're not. The, no, the value of a man for you now is that. Well, I you, might be prone to uh, whoreship. I don't know. I might be. On those rare occasions that you want the dick, mm-hmm. you got it there. The dick. It has there. a wedding ring I don't have on the to shelf. Like go looking for it because you don't want to be venereal disease. You don't want to be out at clubs right now, looking for cock on a Friday night when you're just happen to be in one of those rare moods. You want to be like, hmm, right. do I want to go to a club? And <laughs> like, you don't want that. Oh no, I've got children. You want to just open up that shelf and take out that dick and do what you need with it, and then put it back on the shelf 
and then get back to the task. That's the only reason women have men now is just so they don't are they aren't considered whores. They just want that dick for the occasional time when they want to take the it off the shelf. The timely dick. The timely dick. The occasional perennial dick. Perennial cock. You need the once a year cock where the woman's like, I don't want to whore out. So she's got that wedding ring and the dick on, ready to go, gets to work, and then gets back to her business. There's no reason for us anymore. No, it's I, just to keep you guys from being whores. Do you know if you had at, said that like a few months ago, I'd be like, that's right. We don't need you. But do you know something's really changed? What's changed? But I think you've changed, and then I'm really seeing your value more. I valued you, but I really value you now. Yeah. You've stepped up. Thank you. I don't think everyone needs to know the details that after 27 years, I'm just stepping up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you see those inspirational can... quotes all the time. There's no time like the present, you know? <laughs> with, a, with a mountain and a guy climbing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a new person. Today's a new day. <laughs> Cloud, clouds <laughs> in a village. This is that in application. <laughs> okay. But um, I actually totally depend on you. Yes, I have, I've been, I have found a few areas. <laughs> besides the dog the, the cock besides the cock that you can't do on your own it's true i yeah. really need you yes and i love needing you yeah i actually really i think there's a song there i love needing you i love needing you i appreciate that and i love um yeah i love needing you i love needing you no but i have admiration like and sincere fascination with your abilities Thank i do you. not have those abilities and i was like those are like testosterone abilities. And I don't, frankly, want a higher level of testosterone because I don't know what's going to happen Wait here. If my testosterone goes too high, I want you to wear the testosterone Okay, hat. I thought you were saying that you don't want a guy that has too much, like that you want a guy that has a lower testosterone. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't want to increase, I don't want to okay. like have no need for a man and just increase my own testosterone okay. to like handle certain living shit that m men help out with. Right. Like, you do that. Okay, good. That's that's testosterone pretty is gonna fuck my shit up. Yeah, you, I, you have the testosterone. I've got it, and I had it checked recently because I was like, as I'm getting older, I was like, is my testosterone still there? My sex drive is clearly just maintaining a nice steady affluence that it's been on since I was 14, just continually rising. And I had it checked, and I'm in very good shape. So do men men lose their testosterone as they get older? Right? No, I don't know. Right, Moo? Don't no, they? but I think if You're women are man, constantly negating men. Oh, yeah. Chop blocking can probably make it go down a bit. Yeah. Chalk blocking? Chalk blocking. I can't say anything today. Cock blocking? Cock chalking. Cock chopping? Cock blocking is what I meant to say. But isn't that like when you inhibit sex from happening for someone else? I gave it another definition, which is just, just inventing shit chopping, the, chopping the cock off. Chop. Cock chopping. Yeah, cock chopping. Not cock blocking or chalk clopping. <laughs> Chalk, cocking. Are you cocking your cock? Oh my god! Chalking? Are you cocking your chalk? I love this. I, I'm <laughs> cock chopping. Right? No, you aren't. I'm not. But you're that's not a, either. That's what I'm referring to. But you're to. not either. No, but I which used is to. why my testosterone has stayed nice and high. Right. But I used to cock chop me. Yes, I did. <laughs> he used to cock chop me. <laughs> yes, there was a period of time where my cock was continually being chopped. Right. And you I, don't cock chop me anymore. I don't. And I think women need How much to... Cock, I think, here's what I think. What a chop cock or chop. I think cock, it's... Chop <laughs> a good chop cock. <laughs> How much cock would a cop chopper cop if a cop chopper could chop cock? That's amazing. I just did that. Okay, go ahead. That's really good. I know. We're, I have value. I think women who negate men yeah. are actually starving themselves out of major contribution that men do have to offer. Yes. 
women, it's women's responsibility yeah. to Jedi use their men. Yes. Yeah. Men don't know they're being Jedi'd. They're not that smart. Right. But they are certainly capable of valuable things. So I think if we expect you to be super clever or smart, we're going to be disappointed. But I think men are super useful and quirky and fussy, but so simple. We're easy to Jedi, though. We're easy to we're, mind fuck. We're easy to like, mind fuck. all you got to do is fuck Why me? women? Why are we negating men so much thinking that that's going to make us more powerful? That's like right. the bully who like people who need to negate others to make themselves feel more powerful. We all agree we hate those types of people. Why are we women as a species doing that? Right. There's we too much. We are smarter than that. We need to not negate the men, but we need to properly enhance and use them for what they're good at so that we are most benefited by men. Yes. I, and like, that will give us the most power. That's genius. Drops mic. Chop block. Cock block. I I almost I'm always suspicious of a of a girl that doesn't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but has lots of but has dogs. I, I'm convinced that there is something about women that just have dogs with no success or sorry <laughs> Freudian I think you're slip. going on a slight yeah. roll there that has no that have no f- men or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. sexual <laughs> okay let me I'm trying to okay here's what it is there's no outlet for them sexually female or male but they have dogs yeah I always think there's something askew and that they make the dog be the man I've seen this many times with I women. saw it in my rearview mirror yesterday what happened I'm in heavy traffic and I'm looking my rearview mirror and I've like I said, I love people watching, like fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'm bored in traffic. So I'm looking in my rearview mirror and there's this chick and she's got a little dog. She's got, I don't know, like a, uh, I don't know what kind of dog it was. Always like, suspicious. I'm immediately suspicious. She's got a medium, small dog in her passenger seat and I'm watching her. In the her passenger seat. Yeah, in the front seat passenger seat. And I'm watching her have a full conversation with Because in her mind, him. it's her fucking husband. It's her husband slash child. Right. So it jockeys between these identities of it being her kid and her love lover. Yeah. So she's sitting there going, and I'm watching her talk, and she's like- She's going, scolding her husband. She's like, the dog's just sitting there <laughs> doing nothing. And she's like- Because the dog's a fucking dog. She's they like, don't speak English. You know you do. You know you do. And then she like rubs him on the forehead. Don't you do that again. She's and then she looks forward, and then she's like, "What, sweetie? Oh, you okay? Do you want to come?" It is totally in her mind. She's in a happy marriage. Yeah, but it's her husband and her kids. Right. She's got an amazing family. She's got a great husband and great kids because they listen to her. They're obedient, and they just love her no matter what. They don't talk back. All wrapped in one furry little animal, and then she like brings him on her lap, of course, and then is having this whole mixed identity relationship with her dog. I see the it best all the fucking time with yeah. women and their dogs. And I can, they, they, it becomes their, their lover. Yeah. Without the sex. Hopefully. Well, like, hopefully that's not okay, happening. Okay, Jenna, that was good. You, you just went to the darkest place imaginable. I do. I go there. That's just, where I go. Thank you for that one. Yeah. But as you were saying. Okay. Y'all see if I can slide back into where I was going <laughs> without even picking up where we were. It becomes the identity of the, of the husband. Yeah. And then what happens is that then they get several dogs. Which to them is like their bountiful family. Right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> lots of kids and a husband. And they never get boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Ever get boyfriends or lovers. And whenever I see that they do have a husband, that is the most cock-chopped man I've ever seen. Because they know that they're out. Well, it's not a family dog. We have that. 
which when the girl gets really like it becomes their companion everywhere right everywhere right i always my my antenna always goes and then up. the husband's like sitting on the sidelines like longing for her attention and value right. yeah like i'll never let rocco get the best of our marriage right you had a dog that did that for a while your pug gwen there was a period of time where i got yeah she was but she was my husband and kid right because you were traveling and she got, I totally did the same thing. I had her on a Everywhere. pedestal. Yeah. She, so there were pictures of this. her on the Dharma and Greg set. She was running free on stage. And I mean, all the crew just had, had to like, deal with my dog. You had like photos had of her no on your perception desk. whatsoever no, yeah. that it was like obnoxious to just have your dog be the dog. Oh, And I, I was hate just it. that person. I was that person. And now I have perspective. You were young. You were young and Thanks I was traveling. You were young me. and I was traveling. That, but that is, I, I feel that something when I see a woman with, with dogs and I, my, it's escalated now though. It's gotten there's worse. There's such dog culture, like in Ugh. terms of branding and marketing of dog accoutrement. There's dog shit everywhere in the city of Los Angeles. Not dog shit. Oh, actual dog shit. Everywhere because you don't L- mean merchandise. You no, mean no. shit. I mean shit because no. LA is undergoing a population growth and everyone it's has a fucking right now, dog and there's dog shit everywhere. It's, it's just piles of, if you want to know about Los Angeles, it's hipsters with beards and dog shit everywhere. I want you, and sun, and, and sunshine, 365 days of the year with hipsters with beards and dog shit covered everywhere. Moo himself is guilty of contributing to the dog shit factor immensely. He's shaking his head now. Oh yeah. His dog shit. I've taken his dog on walks. His dog will shit seven times. He'll run out of bags. Well, don't you pick it up? Well, he he runs out of bags sometimes because his dog shits seven times on a walk. Well, big giant shits. Moo's dog shitting seven times is the least of Moo's worries about that fucking dog. Moo's dog shat in our house. (laughs) Moo's dog vomits, shits, and is like, wasn't she limping or something? (laughs) What the fuck with the dog, Moo? He said it's handled. Really? America. 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 Here's the thing. Dogs. Let's make America dog again. Dogs are for protecting the homestead and and chasing the rats and coyotes off. That's it. Can we just fucking relax with the fucking dog culture? They're not your children. They're not. And I don't want to see your fucking dog on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook. I don't want to see your fucking dogs. I put our dog on Instagram. Well, not every single post or ever. Right, I mean, yes. once every yes. three I mean, or five months, I'll uh, put it Sure. Post. I don't mind seeing a picture of a dog now and then or a picture of your donut or your lasagna now and then. Cool. I, I don't like too much food on the Snapchat. But the What's fucking with dog- Snapchat always food? People just are like their that, meals. That I love. If it's dessert, I love that. I can really? sit and watch Instagram dessert watching for hours. Making cakes on Instagram. Oh, That's God. Diff- That's different than someone's feed where it's their, their meals. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Like there's, there's a lot of people breakfast. and like there's the majority of their feed is their fucking food. And I'm yeah. like, but maybe it's because I don't cook and I'm not a foodie that I'm not interested. Can we talk about these several actresses and I won't say their names who find their way of getting themselves in a bikini or sexy picture in everything they do on Instagram or Snapchat? Is that a problem there for you? One Apparently actress. you're distracted by no. it. No. <laughs> I think it's is obnoxious. Is that what you look at, honey? No. Uh, okay, I've been guilty of looking at a few <laughs> cute girls on Snapchat and Instagram. I... <laughs> I admit. I understand. I admit. I'm trying to look at like cool. One of them was our nanny, I think. Who? I don't even want to point it out. One, uh, there was a nanny who put a picture of her in a bathing suit on Instagram. And, and I was and, like, yeah. What? Yeah, it was a little bit like, and what's then happening there? our boys were with uh, this guy hanging out with a friend of ours who's a guy, and he happened to like scroll on Instagram and saw that photo and yeah. went, whoa! 
And then they went, what? And they saw her with her ass hanging out. I had to. In her bathing suit on Instagram. She was a nanny. I had to unfollow her on Instagram. Yeah. Because it was like, that That was weird. It's it's awkward. a culture on Instagram where it's like, oh, I'm just accidentally like, oh, it I'm, is. In my, I'm in my underwear. Ladies, can, oh, oh, I'm getting dressed for it. There's an actress, one particular, like, I'm getting dressed for an event. And so I'm in my bra still. Oops, oh, it's a, oops, a picture. Oopsie. Oh, look, I, I'm on a boat in Capri in a bathing suit. Oops. Oh, having so much fun. Lady life. Yacht life forever. Hash mark. And that's all she does. It's never like anything cultured or aware about the world it's just finding ways of making her look sexy on social media there's an actress who just i think maybe just turned 18 <laughs> Shit. who is all about that and has been for many years before turning 18 yeah that's dangerous shit and it's like and i saw a girl yesterday at a cafe i she couldn't have been more than 13 or 14 with the short shorts and the curve of her ass hanging out and I'm not kidding you. She was 13 or 14. And I'm her mom was sitting at the table with her. And I'm like, in a silent scream. Yeah. Going, um. Get dressed. <laughs> what the on. fuck? Like, really what the fuck? Yeah. And then you see women that should not be wearing any kind of short shorts and wearing the ultimate short shorts with their ass. There's like the whole like. I don't mind that as much. I think women should wear short shorts despite anything and that all women are sexy. And you know what I've really. I don't think. <laughs> no, I'm saying having your ass hang out of shorts, you which know, is a style that's know, happening right now. Do you know the first. I think it's just. I don't think you're respecting yourself with your ass hanging out. So I, wanna, I just want to comment. Okay. So the first five years of being married to you, that's what you wore. No, I wasn't. I never had my ass hanging out. You had these little Levi's that you would wear. I wore my Levi's. My ass was not hanging out. They were, it was kind of hanging out and they would get really short right on the crotch area because it would bunch up. You know how it bunches five Levi's Mm -hmm. and it would be very crotchy, but you couldn't see like vajun, but you could see like very close to the vajun and you had, you, you have and have had spectacular legs, long and lean and gorgeous. And all my friends would, I would watch them stare at your legs getting, trying to close to looking at the vajun. But you know what I've learned from this podcast? Wow. How incredibly superior we are, you and I, <laughs> with our big judgments and our criticisms and our opinions about everybody. No, I just don't think We're women just, should have their ass hanging out because I think it looks like they're on, aiming for attention. And on it this seems, throne. Wait, you're in this not high letting place. me actually talk. You, did, you said what you said. Okay, go ahead. No, you accused me of being judgmental. I'm, us, of us of being judgmental. Not I'm not, but I'm not judging a woman with her ass hanging out. I'm judging, I'm judging her self-disrespect because... I I respect her more than I feel she's respecting herself. I, That's what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying you're worth more than a fucking ass hanging out. Yes. That's my point. I'm not saying you don't have a good body, don't have your ass hanging. I'm not judging her body. Right. I just I get it. I I have the same problem. But my problem is for the different reasons is that it makes me look at their asses. I don't even think you could hear my higher nuanced cultural commentary. Oh, I heard it, Mrs. Your oh, I heard it. Disrespecting of the body that you care more about them than they do about themselves. Believe me, it went in. It was registered. I just was commenting that it was very funny that you and I on this podcast got on our thrones and got in and got our little our little hay world. Here's how the Elfmans are better than everyone else. I don't think I'm better than. Of course people. not. Yes, Anne. Why don't you just do this? Yes, why, Anne. Why don't you just yes, put me back Anne. on a shelf? Just, yeah. It's, uh, you know what it is? Do you know I've I got to get my label maker out and write perennial cock and then print out my label. I realize what it put is. Put it on the shelf. I realize I've been off the shelf there. too long. I'm, I've lost my value. 
you, we had sex last night, and I realized that when I got up this we morning, we had sex twice yesterday. We did because I was traveling for a long time, and it was my big, t- it was my big two a day. Because still twice in one day, I it was. It was making up for the last several months. But here's the thing: now that I, but now that untrue. Don't, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about sex with us. We're not talking about it. I don't want to get... I'm going to start keeping fucking My sister won't watch our podcast because we talk about our sex life too much. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm fine with not talking about it. Anyway, once, once, you had your, once you had your fun last night, I realized that I have no purpose today. So I just need to go back on the shelf. Bye. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out of here. You and your cardigan back up on the shelf there. Bye-bye. You